Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's always an honor to be here with you, and it's an honor to have you here to spend time with you. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey in becoming your best self through speaking with incredible experts, authors, change makers, and just really great, cool people throughout the world who are making a difference and have a message to share. We are here to bring you empowerment, inspiration, and educational tips and strategies that you can use instantly in your professional and your personal life. So we're all about focusing on the whole person here at Rise Up For You, and we want to make sure that we can help you do that to the best of our ability. So if you're new to the company or if you're new to the podcast in general, please head over to riseupforyou.com. We have a number of resources that can support you. One of them is our Becoming Your Best Self program. It's a six-month membership program where you get the opportunity to work with our six Rise Up For You coaches, one in each pillar, one in relationships, money, self-worth, career, love, and health. These aren't just any coaches though. Rise Up For You has vetted six team members that really practice, have the background, the credentials, the education, and the experience in each pillar, ensuring that we bring you quality and we can actually help you get to where you want to get to as the whole and complete person. So special for anybody interested in learning more, you can head over to our website, www.riseitforyou.com, and you can set up a free one-hour call with our team where they can break down exactly what it means to be a member, join the program, what the investment looks like, and how you will benefit. So back to our episode, we're incredibly happy to have Rachel with us today, all the way from the UK, and she's going to talk with us about how to maintain your professional career and aspirations while being a stay-at-home mom and taking care of your children. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such an honor to have you on our show today. We always like to start off the episode by letting our audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and all the great work that you're doing over in the United Kingdom. Okay, well, um, my name is Rachel Baskin, and I'm actually just an average, everyday kind of woman. I am a mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom, work-from-home stay-at-home mom. Um, I have two children. My daughter's four. My son is two. So that has its challenges in doing the work that I do. And basically, if I could sum up the work that I do, I'm a digital content creator whose main focus is all about motivating and empowering women through faith, beauty, and lifestyle, because I feel that those are three kind of topics, three kind of areas that we women need to hear reaffirming messages just about how we are enough just as we are. Um, I don't know if you can relate to this or if the listener can relate to this at all, but I think as a woman, it can be really challenging to feel as though you're enough because we watch ads on TV that tell us how our skin should be, how our hair should be, what kind of figure we should have. And if you're like me and you're a mom and you've had kids, you know, you're getting older, I'm getting 
getting older. I turned 30 this year. Gravity starts to win. Certain things that were perky aren't as perky as they used to be before. The skin is not as tight as it used to be before. I have stretch marks that I didn't have before. And I just went through kind of a period when I had my daughter of just not feeling comfortable in my own skin because of all the changes that had happened to my body through motherhood. But the more I became a parent, and especially to a girl, and trying to instill in her truth that she is beautiful and she is loved just as she is, I started realizing that I need to hear this a lot too. And if I need to hear this, then maybe other women need to hear this too. So that's basically um, how my blog started. It started as my own therapy, basically just me writing to myself um, all the good things I wish I could hear on a daily basis that my husband was good at saying, but sometimes I just need to write it down. And so my blog was birthed from that. And before I knew it, I started pursuing that as a career. I decided to quit my job in um, radio. I used to be a radio host and that's how I met my husband. I decided to quit my job, stay home with my daughter and basically write to her and to all the women and to myself about the truth that I feel that we all need to hear and be reminded of on a daily basis. So that's really who I am, what I do and how I got into what I do. You know, I really, really appreciate what you're saying right now and very excited to have you on the show to talk about this because... Things. You know, we, we talk about it, but we don't really have that deep dive conversation of what we go through as women mentally and, um, you know, the, the self-talk that we have, you know, and you're right, as we get older, as we, you know, go through more situations, more experiences, as we have children, you know, if we go through divorce, you know, our hair, our body, stretch marks, just, just anything like you said. And a lot of times we carry a lot of shame in a number of areas, you know, it could just be shame in how our body is forming as we get older, it could be shame and that, you know, maybe we can't do what we used to do for the family. Maybe we can't, you know, make dinner, clean the house, go to work, help provide an income, you know, then take care of a loving relationship, make sure our kids are fed, you know, all at the same time can be really hard. And I know quite a few women that they really get down on themselves when they don't feel like they could be everything for everyone. And it's really starting to realize and recognize that we actually can't and that's okay. Yes, that is 100% correct. That is something that I've learned in a big way in becoming self-employed and being a stay-at-home mom is that I cannot do everything. That being a superwoman is actually a myth. It's only in the movies that the heroine gets to save the day and be everything to all people at all times and to feel fully fulfilled and satisfied in every single areas of our lives. It's not it's not actually 100% true all the time, and that's okay. The fact that you are not superwoman is okay. The fact that during this interview, as I mentioned to you before, I have my kids watching a cartoon so that I can do this interview, that's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad mom because my kids are watching TV or because I can't do everything that I've put in my mental to-do list that I need to do in order for me to be a good woman, a good mom, a good businesswoman, a good role model. It's okay to have days where you're just human and actually that's where the real strength lies in knowing that there is only so much that I can do. So how can I work with what I have in order to make the most of the time that I have? Um, I can't do everything and that's fine. But when I can do something, how can I work effectively and efficiently in order to make the most of that time and in order to do it to the best of my ability as I'm able? 
So how do we, uh, you know, how do we help our fellow, you know, tribe, all of our women that are listening and your clients and, and the people that you speak with, how do you help them get to that point mentally? You know, because it really is a mental shift. It's, it's mm-hmm. uh, this understanding and being able to say, you know what? It's okay if I'm not 100% perfect. Women often suffer from the perfectionist mindset. It's what holds us back in our lives professionally and personally. And, you know, really getting to that point where we can say, it's okay that I'm not perfect. Um, it's okay that these changes are happening to my body, to my life, to my, you know, it really, I guess that self, self-acceptance is really the, the word. How do we get women to get to that point where they have the self-acceptance? Do you have any like practices or any tools that maybe you did for yourself? Well, wow. You know, that's such a big question. And I've been thinking about that so much. And I think, first of all, how we get there, I think it's different for everybody. Um, Like I said, for me, it took becoming a mom and having a child for me to start having these kind of conversations with myself. But I think the more I do this, the more I speak to women, the more I realize that, you know, we are, we do have certain common traits. And I think one of the ways that we can come to a point where we can all learn to just be comfortable with ourselves. And it may sound really dumb and really stupid and really kind of, are you kidding me? This is your advice. But I honestly really think it comes with looking at yourself in the mirror and accepting that you are who you are and that that is enough. I think, you know, I've always said that we cannot give what we do not have and we cannot give love to other people if we're not first willing to give that love to ourselves and that acceptance to ourselves. And it sounds easy, but it's really hard to do. I know I struggle with that so much sometimes and I'm the one telling women to embrace being comfortable in their own skin. But the fact is that it's hard because we have ads that portray how our skin should be, how our makeup should look and you know, what it means to be a strong and independent woman and always feeling like we don't measure up to that. But it is okay to just look at yourself in the mirror, to look at your strengths and your weaknesses and to embrace being the woman God has made you to be. You are not a mistake as you are. Your strengths, your weaknesses, your character flaws, those things all combine beautifully in order to make you you. And that is actually okay. And so I think the first step is really to accept that you are who you are and that just because you don't look a certain way, just because your skin is into certain color, just because your hair has a different kind of texture, it's okay that you may not be the the standard or the, the status quo when it comes to beauty because you are the best and the most beautiful you that there is. And there is strength in that. When you can accept the fact that, you know what, I am who I am and I am who God has made me to be, and that is okay. I think from then you can really live from strength, from courage, from bravery to know that just because I do not have all of the strengths that Neda has or that Rachel has, but I am who I am and I can be comfortable in that, that's really when your power starts to kick in and you can live from that truth, knowing that who you are, how you look, your character, that is enough. And then by all means, you can start working on strengthening your strengths and um, bettering your weaknesses. But you first have to come to a point where you accept yourself for who you are and stop trying to be everything that you aren't. You know what I mean? 
you know, and I think, and I think that that is really very, you know, that's the key is accepting who you are and loving yourself. And because you, you tell people how to treat you, you know, and when you don't accept yourself and when you put yourself down and when you put your body down and when you put, you know, all these things down, then it actually, it opens the doors for people to do that for you, you know, as well, whether it's your colleagues, whether it's your husband or your, whoever you're in a relationship with, you know, that tells them, oh, well, if she's doing it to herself, then, well, I guess I could say it too. And, and then what does that do to us? It only diminishes us even more. Um, but, but I think that you're absolutely right that it has to start with us being okay with who we are and then standing in that truth against other people that might not accept us, you know, being able to say, I accept myself and I love who I am. And if you don't, then that's okay. But maybe you're not a good fit for my life, whether it's a friend, work, anything. Yeah, that is 100% true. And just as you're saying, Neda, sometimes when we stand in that truth, there are people who will not like that. And the truth of the matter is that that person then is not for you. But you living in light of the truth of who you are and showing other people that, you know what, I have my standards. I know who I am. I know what I'm about. I know what I will and what I will not accept. Some people may not like that, and that's okay. Not everyone we know is someone who's supposed to be in our lives, and that's okay too. You know, there's nothing wrong with you asserting yourself in a positive way and letting people know who you're about and what you're about um, because you know who you are and you know your value. Um, I came across a, a saying that I totally fell in love with, which says, know your worth and then charge tax. And I thought to myself, that's 100% true. Know who you are about and then demand that other people treat you with the same value that you give to yourself and that you give to other people as well. So yes, I think that is 100% spot on everything that you're saying. So what are some things, um, so I can't speak to being a mom yet because I, I haven't had that journey in my life yet, which, you know, hopefully that'll happen one day. But what are some things that you can say, you know, to all the moms out there that are, that are really, um, you know, still working on themselves and at the same time trying to positively impact and raise their children and run a household, you know, what would you say, you know, as someone that's going through it, that's now a stay at home mom who works from home. So you have your profession and you've kind of set this life up for yourself. Any just like last minute tips or, or things that you can share with them? Sure. Um, So there's a couple things. The first one, as we talk about this journey of embracing yourself for who you are, I do want to stress that it is an ongoing journey that will probably go on for the rest of your life. It isn't always easy to wake up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what, you're a boss, babe, and I love you. It's not always easy to be able to say that to ourselves. But I think what's important is starting on that journey of loving ourselves. And I think that's a lifelong journey because we change so much. Who I was 10 years ago and who I am today are two totally different people. So I think starting that journey of loving yourself and learning every single day to choose to be comfortable in your own skin is a lifelong journey. And in terms of practical tips, things that I've been doing in my own life, um, I wrote about this in a blog post once called Business and Divers. And I was just chronicling my experience of being a stay-at-home, work-from-home mom. And what I've learned about 
trying to balance those two kind of hats. And I think there are three things that really impacted me and three things that I'm learning um, and trying to put in practice in my life every day that I quickly just want to touch on. And I think the first one is that, you know, you've got to be really, really disciplined. And by discipline, I mean discipline and setting some time aside to work and disciplined in your time for family. Um, when it comes to time for me and my family, one of the practical things that I do is I work from eight until four. And then at four o'clock, I put my cell phone away. I actually have a little box that I put my cell phone away in. And that's just family time. Because as much as I've given time to my audience, to my blog, to my YouTube channel, and to all the things that I do, I need to be just as present for my family. They are just as important. So I would say have set time for when you're work and be disciplined in that work time. Don't waste time on Facebook. <laughs> maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm guilty of that. But, you know, don't waste time on social media. Just get on with your work when you've set some time aside to work. And when you're done with work, spend some time with your family and be disciplined in the time that you give them. Don't always check for emails or check for notifications on how your social media post is doing. Just be really intentional about connecting with your family and really intentional about your work when it is your time to work and also know that those times are not always clear cut. Um, I tend to bring my kids to the office with me when I go to work. And sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes they want to hug when I'm in the middle of writing a blog post. So it's not always clear cut. I don't always have my perfect eight hours of work. But that's okay. Life is messy. And just roll with it. You know, there are some days that are completely unpredictable. And that's okay. But be as disciplined as you can when you're able. And then the second thing that I would say say too is about learning to redeem the time um as I mentioned to you about the start of my blog post, um, it started as letters that I was writing to myself when I had my daughter and how I would write those letters in my blog. Um, I would write it during her nap time. I figured I could either take some time to fold laundry and do everything else that's on my list that I feel like I should do in order to be a good mom and a good wife, or I could actually kick back and relax for a little bit and put myself first, give me some me time, give me some encouragement because that is in turn what helps me be a better mom. As I said before, you can't give what you don't have. And so if you're running on empty and not taking some time out to just charge your batteries, you cannot give that to your work, to your spouse, to your children, to anyone. So I would say learn to redeem the time in terms of finding pockets of time that when you could be doing one thing, maybe choose to do something that's overall better for you and for your own mental health or emotional health or physical health. So that could mean anything. For me, it meant blogging and writing because I was one of those girls who always kept a diary. And so blogging just came naturally, but maybe it means going for a swim or going for a walk, you know? Just doing whatever it is that helps recharge your battery. So redeem the time instead of maybe binge watching your favorite show on Netflix, get out and go for a walk, you know, but really take the time to put yourself first. So redeeming the time is um, the second thing that I've learned. And then the last thing is that I would say is basically to learn the rhythms of work and rest. Like, and I touched on it a little bit earlier when I said, you know, there's times when I work and then there's times when it's time for my family. But the, the rhythms of work that I'm... Uh, 
excuse me, let me say that again. The rhythms of work and rest that I'm talking about here is more about just really taking the time to you know, give 100% of your work. And then when you're done, take some time to rest and not just like, oh, well, I'll sit in front of the TV with my laptop and kind of watch something, but kind of be working, but completely just detach yourself. Go to sleep is a big one. That's something that I've learned for me that I'm a terrible mom. I'm a terrible blogger. I'm a terrible human being if I'm not resting as best as I can. And often when I'm not feeling great, it's just because I did not well so take some time to to rest work hard when you're working hard and then rest well when it's time to rest so those are some of the the practical tips that I've been using in my own life that have been of great benefit to me that I really hope is of benefit to anyone who is listening um yeah that's my kind of practical tips or advice that I could share that's awesome. I really, really appreciate you uh, shedding some light and talking about that because, again, that's something that I know I personally cannot speak to yet. It's really been an honor to have you on our show, Rachel. I would love to jump into the power section and and ask you, what's one book that you read that you can uh, share with the audience that you think would really impact us? Oh, well, the one book that I read, and I read this book years ago, and I've read it and reread it since, it's by Dr. Tim LaHaye, and it's called Why You Act the Way You Do. And he basically, in that book, talks about personalities and how there are four main types of personalities, and then the mixes of the personalities that they are. You can be an introvert and an extrovert, and he talks about how there's two main um, introverted personalities and two main extroverted personalities but no one can 100% fit in a box and so he talks about how sometimes those personalities mix and so you can have someone who is mostly extroverted but they have some introverted traits within them and I just found that book hugely insightful I read it first when I was 13 and that helped save my sanity as the teenager because I had no idea what was going on with me why I was the way I was I come from a huge family of mostly extroverts and I was this weird introverted child and it seemed like I didn't fit and I didn't always understand them and they didn't always understand me but that book helped again help me realize that I'm okay as I am and they're okay as they are. They're a different personality. I'm a different personality. And so how can I get to know myself a bit more and get to know them more and to understand people more as well? So I thought that book was hugely instrumental and I would really recommend that you read that. Why You Act the Way You Do by Tim LaHaye. Thank you so much. And what's one value that you constantly stick by? Something that's a non-negotiable in your life. Something that's the non-negotiable for me in my life is putting God first and then putting my family second and myself as well in that box. I do believe that um, for me as a Christian, my relationship with God is 100% first and I do not compromise on that. But I also do believe that God calls me to love and care for other people, to motivate and empower people, to show some of his love to other people. So I do believe in first putting God first and then caring for family and friends and loved ones and caring for yourself as well, because sometimes we as women are not good at that. We want to love everybody first and then kind of give ourselves the leftovers. But you know what? We deserve more than the leftovers too. So yeah, those would be the principle that I, I live by in my life. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it your golden nugget. What would that be? 
my golden nugget is, wow, this is a hard one to, that I thought about for so long, but my golden nugget is basically, you know, I've said it already, you cannot give what you do not have. That's my golden nugget. If you want love, you need to first get that love in yourself and then give it to other people. If you don't have love within you, you can't give it to other people. If you don't have forgiveness within yourself, you cannot forgive other people. And if you cannot give what you do not have, you also then cannot expect other people to give that of you, to give that to you, I mean. So you cannot give what you do not have. That is my takeaway for the day. Um, if If the only thing that the listener gets from me is that then then that's a good piece to take away is that you cannot give what you do not have wonderful and lastly you know as you know we're rise up for you what comes to mind when you hear that phrase rise up for you I love that phrase so much, rise up for you. And for me, what it means is rising up for you is first of all to stand up for yourself first, enrich yourself, get to know yourself, love yourself, be comfortable in who you are and what you're about. Rise up within yourself first and then call the people in your lives to do the same thing. Once you are rising, and like I said, I do believe that is an ongoing journey in your life. Once you are rising call up the other woman in your life to do the same thing i've heard that empowered women empower women and i think that as you are rising up for yourself learning about who you are and loving yourself encourage the woman in your life to do the same thing so that's what rise up for you means to me i love that rachel again thank you so much for joining us today how do we stay connected and how do we support you Oh, um, well, to connect with me, I'm everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as Dense in My Crown. That is also the name of my blog. And that's just a play off of the notion that we're told as little girls that we're little princesses and we have these crowns. But you and I both know that as you go through life, you get knocks and sometimes your crown falls to the ground and gets some dents in it. So the blog is basically me sharing from the dents in my crown as I'm sure that you Neda, have dents in your crown we all do um, so that's how you can connect with me on social media is look for dents in my crown on Facebook Twitter Instagram and YouTube and you can also visit my blog densinmycrown.com beautiful thank you again for joining us such an honor to have thank you thank you for joining us today thank you on the so Rise much for having me Neda. I really appreciate it we're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.